This episode is adapted from a live broadcast that aired May 18th, 2021. Welcome to a special live broadcast of Because We Had To, powered by Solero Commerce on the Park Life Podcast Network. Because We Had To is a celebration of the dreamers, innovators, creators, and entrepreneurs who make our communities special. Today's guest is Joe McCutcheon, founder of two successful businesses, Inovana Green Cleaning and Carolina Castile Soap, both based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, here are our hosts, Kevin Jones and Brian Castle. Welcome to the show, Joe. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Yeah, good, man. We're so really excited to have you today. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad to get together with the two of you. I've been uh, friends and, and colleagues in some way with the two of you for a combined 34 years, I think. Wow. And... Um, I'm just so thrilled you're two of the people I admire the most in the business world. And for a lot of the same reasons and for some different reasons, because you're wonderfully unique people. Joe is a very special person to me. Uh, He's a special person to pretty much anybody that intersects with him. I met Joe uh, back in April of 2012. Um, I was trying to grow my business, working in uh, small and medium-sized marketing, social media, blogging, you name it. Um, And I reached out. I was having lunch with my business attorney, a really great guy based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, named James Forrest. And I said, can you help me out with some introductions for people that I might should get to know? And Joe was at the top of his list. He introduced me to a few people. He's one of those people that's very generous with his network. And Joe and I just hit it off immediately. He was, uh, you know, back then, you know, that's close to 10 years ago, Joe would have been an early adapter of social media Mm -hmm. for local businesses, uh, for for local service companies. uh, field service businesses that are so popular in the Solero portfolio, especially because of the tie-in with community banks and RazorSync. And uh, I always saw Joe as a really cool innovator, and it was really neat to get to work with him on his marketing and communications messaging because his value proposition was so true. He started Innovana Green Cleaning in the late 2000s with his wife, Amy, a true mom and pop business. Um, and out of, out of two desires, one to do the cleaning business, residential cleaning business with a lower environmental footprint, but also in ways that are healthier for people. So that means for environmental, it might mean using a high mile per gallon or hybrid car to get your people around to different houses from a health and wellness, it's all natural products. And one of the things we're going to explore on this broadcast is Joe's ethos of continuous improvement and how that shaped him as an entrepreneur. And basically, I think a little bit accidentally, he founded a second 
very <laughs> successful business through his quest to improve the first one. So spoiler alert, he's a two-time winning entrepreneur. He's coming back from the pandemic like so many. Uh, welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for having me. So you've told me many times about your beginnings in the restaurant industry. Um, company in the Triangle uh, called uh, Chapel Hill Restaurant Group. Um, can you just start us off with how your journey began with those folks? And uh, and then we'll kind of move on. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I started working there in 2002, early 2002. And uh, I was just looking for a job as a cook. That's all I had really ever done is work in restaurants as cooks and dishwashers and um, I remember going there, I think for my brother's graduation for lunch one time, and we really liked it there. So when I was looking for a job, my mom was driving me around applying to places. I was 21, 22 years old. And she, uh, she dropped me off there to apply. And, uh, you know, it was history from there, but, uh, they hired me as a, a pasta cook and, um, I worked there for a couple of years and, uh, you know, just as a cook and, um, it was uh, not a super easy time for my life in my life at that point. You know, like I really uh, had some personal struggles I was dealing with and uh, I wanted a job where I could kind of uh, kind of do my own thing. You know, like they moved me from the pasta station out to uh, the pizza station where you're out in the dining room. But you kind of have your own little corner in the restaurant where you can kind of do your thing and uh you know, at that time in my life, I wanted to wanted to just cook pizzas, man. And, uh, you know, I wasn't too keen on uh, doing all the other things. But um, uh, I, I, some things happened in my personal life that led me to um, to overcome some obstacles. And, uh, uh, you know, I was dealing with some some substance abuse problems at the time, which were very common in the restaurant industry. I, I, I imagine not a lot has changed. Um, it, for at least for some restaurants and uh, restaurant workers, but um, I I got clean. Uh, I was 23 years old, and I got clean. And uh, when I got out of treatment, um, it was not much longer after that that uh, that the chef there um, invited me to to be a manager. And this was kind of the start of like my new life after getting clean was um, breaking out of the shell of uh, wanting to be by myself and hide and kind of not not. Um, cause problems. You know, I wanted to no, nobody bother me. I won't bother you. And, um, they, they, they challenged me to get, to get out of that shell. And, um, so, uh, I worked there for, uh, I don't know, three or four or more years as a manager there. And, um, uh, like, you know, like you'd mentioned, you know, I learned a lot about what I know and appreciate about business during that time. You know, what characteristics now that, you know, you're leading your organization, you know, how do you how do you find those people and like what characteristics do you see in people that make you want to go and kind of pass that on and yeah allow you know allow for people that maybe didn't think they deserve a chance that you see the potential in them and try to bring that out and cultivate it well first of all I'll say that we've got three people working for our company that have worked with me ever since working at 518 and uh, the characteristics I've seen in those people are and that I think most people look for when wanting to hire management or, or promote someone or give someone a chance is uh, I just think, first of all, is integrity. 
how does someone, what principles does someone live by? Uh, are they, do they treat people well? Are they fun to be around? Um, do they care legitimately about the success of the business? Um, and, you know, some of that's just the basic stuff. What, what's their attitude like? You know, uh, working with people with a bad attitude is really tough. And uh, so I think, you know, just, again, some of the basic stuff, it's just like, can you show up to work on time? Do you show up no matter what? I mean, like, are you looking for every excuse you can to not show up to work? Or are you coming in even when it's difficult for you to make it into work? Um, uh, how do you treat the customers? Customer service is just so important. Um, you know, yeah. Do you, are there any traits that you feel like you, you, you're able to kind of hone in on that you think others miss? Because I like that's one of the things I love is finding someone who I feel like someone else wouldn't have found and mm-hmm. the leaders and um, you know, just finding those traits that other people miss. Is there anything specifically that you think of that you're like, that draws you to people to want to help kind of mentor them? I think maybe when you can sense that that person is excited about your business, yeah, they're excited about like they believe in your product. Like, you know, I sell, I sell soap on Amazon and I network with a lot of other Amazon sellers and some people are just looking for any old product to sell. But I think, you know, I don't want to sell something that I don't myself like and that I don't love. Like I, I enjoy, I legitimately enjoy the products I sell on Amazon and I legitimately feel like we offer a good service at our cleaning company. And I think when I've talked to interviewed people that have come to work for Nevada Green Cleaning, like our managers that have come from 518, for example, I recall the first time I hired someone from there, I uh, hired uh, who is our head manager now, Derek Owen. And I recall meeting with him and he just thought that what we're doing is such a great idea. And it's kind of how I felt about it back then was just, I thought green cleaning made total sense. And so I think finding people that, that believe in, in what you're doing is important. And, and I know we're going to jump off to, you know, a quick break, but you know, while we're on a job, I've got to ask you, like, you're running a field services operation. You're running a manufacturing operation. You're running an e-commerce operation. Um, and you're also a leader of people, which is probably the main reason Brian's, you know, been so attracted to friendship with you. How do you balance all of that? Because that's, you know, they're very different. And um, I'm, I'm truly interested in like how you balance that with your time and, and um, you know, your resources. That's a good question. Uh, I'll say that there's been many times where I was not balancing it. Where, you know, uh, many times over the years, I've worked 12 hours a day. Um, And so, you know, one thing I can think of uh, that's really helped me in business is uh, I read this book called The E-Myth. And there's a a mantra in there that says, work on your business, not in your business. And so what that concept helps me to remember is to not get caught up. I, I don't get caught up in the day-to-day operation of my, of, of at least my house cleaning company. I'm not there answering the phone when customers call. I've got amazing employees who I'm confident can probably do a better job than me at, at handling some, some challenging customer situations. So what I've done is I've, I've put mechanisms in place so that I can have that balance. I have people there to answer those phone calls. I, where I used to make soap 
in my garage, 50 gallons at a time, every, as fast as I could make it, as fast as it could cool off, I would empty it out and I would fill up my tank with more oils and make more soap. Now I've contracted the manufacturer out to a company uh, on the other coast. And, and uh, so, so we're not in the manufacturing business anymore. You know, we've, we've, we've taken, you know, what I've, what I have done as a business owner has been to outsource those things that can be done by others so that I can do the things that I enjoy doing the most and that give me the most satisfaction and balance, you know, like, uh, I'm not only, I not only run those two businesses, I'm a father of a son who has special needs, who has a lot of time demand and, uh, and I'd spend time with him. And so I'm able to do that because I've hired the right people to do the right things. And I've outsourced the things that could and should be done by other people so that I can do the things that really make me the happiest, like work on growing my business. I work on my business, not in my business. For the most part, there's times where I still can either get reeled back in or it's good to be in and I choose to be in. Well, I choose to go to a commercial break. Thank you, guys. Suzette, let's pay some bills and we'll come back and ask Joe a couple more questions and wrap up. Because We Had To is powered by Solero Commerce, a trusted partner to small businesses and community banks all over the country. Now a top 10 non-bank payment processor, Solero delivers the high-tech, high-touch solutions our partners need to compete and win in the marketplace. Visit solerocommerce.com to learn more. Thank you, Suzette, and welcome back to season two premiere of Because We Had To. I'm Brian Castle with my longtime friends, Kevin Jones and Joe McCutcheon. We're having a great talk about Joe's uh, entrepreneurial journey. Uh, Joe, um, as you've built up uh, Carolina Castile Soap and Innovana Green Cleaning over the last, we're getting close to 15 years, I think, uh, next year, right? Yep. Uh, so that's a... Those are, uh, Inovana especially is a pretty seasoned operation now. Um, you know, there's up there's ups and downs that any kind of business experiences. Uh, too many of the people on the line today have experienced downs because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but I want you to just give us a little reflection on this time in business and share what you think might be your greatest achievement and also what your biggest mistake or failure to accomplish might have been and what you learned from each of those to become stronger. I would say friend of honor green cleaning, probably our biggest accomplishment has just simply been providing the workplace and the services that we provide. Uh, you know, I, I feel really grateful that even through the recession in 2009, we didn't, we did not have to lay anyone off during that 2008, 2009, whatever. Um, and then through last year during lockdowns and everything, we had very limited temporary layoffs for some office staff. We kept our house cleaners going. And so I feel like, you know, 
I feel like we've given a good workplace to our employees. I was looking at, you know, our employees make a, a commission on every house they clean. And we, we always calculate like based on the number of hours they work and the commission they earned, what was their hourly rate. And I've just been so happy to see that hourly rate just keeps going up and up and up. And I saw it the last one and it was just an awesome number that I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, we employ a lot of immigrants, people who either recently got here to this country or have been here for a while. Some of them, some of those people, this becomes their career. And uh, some of them have gone on to become homeowners. And so uh, I'm just grateful for that. I feel like that's our biggest accomplishment has been providing for the families of up to 30 employees at times. And um, and uh, yeah, so for end of honor green cleaning, I'd say that's our biggest accomplishment for uh, for Carolina Castile soap. I'd say probably organic certification. There's not a lot of uh, uh, personal care products that choose to become organic certified. They're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to spend the money. They're not willing to use the, the organic ingredients. There's a lot of um, uh, regulatory things that you must abide by in order to be certified organic. And I'm proud of that, but I, I'm also just, I feel like one of our biggest accomplishments probably for both companies is just surviving 2020, right? I mean, like um, for the soap company, uh, you know, uh, I like seeing our business be successful. Yes, I mean, I, I enjoy when we can make money, don't get me wrong, but it's also pretty cool to think about uh, in, during, during a, a pandemic that we were able to provide a a lot of soap for people last year. You know, last year, Anavana Green Cleaning tanked. You know, we lost about 70% of our customers for a while there, whereas the uh, the soap company really just went, we tripled our sales last year. We couldn't even make soap fast enough, but we could almost make it fast enough. And, and I feel like just making as much as we could and, and did last year was a pretty good accomplishment just in that we sold a lot of soap last year, man. And uh, I'm really proud, like, you know, to think that we used to like the amount of soap that we sold last year. When I look at that and I go, man, we used to make that in our garage in North <laughs> Raleigh. I used to have my brother and sometimes my kids, I'd pay them to help fill bottles by hand. And uh, and now we're making it several thousand gallons at a time uh, is pretty crazy. Um, but I'd say probably our biggest failure um, or mistake maybe I'll say mistake with benefits was um, was our franchising efforts for our house cleaning company. Um, we, we invested a lot of money in uh, forming a the franchise uh, parent company and uh, doing all the things that you have to do in order to legally offer franchises was very expensive. And um, it, we, we spent a lot of time and effort on it and it just did not pan out. And that's okay. I, you know, like I said, like uh, I get excited at the idea of growing my business. And, and so that's what I did is I took a chance to try to grow my business. And, um, but, and so like, I can't, I, I'm, I can't beat myself up to that. I mean, I wish we could have some of the money back that we spent on that, but a lot of that money we spent, we're still reaping the benefits of that money. You know, we, we created our operations manual. We had slightly documented many of our procedures, but now there's a book we have that says exactly how to do every little thing in our company. We allow that creative expression in our employees. Yes. Just like at 518, where you could 
make the pizza your way or the calzone or whatever. But, um, but for the most part, like everything's, you, you don't have it, you don't have to be a genius to, to figure out how to run one of our businesses now. Like we, our employees know exactly how we clean bathrooms. They know exactly how we answer the phone, how we respond to uh, customer complaints, how we, uh, how we compensate our employees. We have everything systematized now. We've got, a, we've got our business trademark, which makes us a stronger company. So our company's become a lot stronger because of that. We've become more clear about what our systems are. And not just like, I think I know what we're supposed to do in this situation. We're all on the same page. And I believe our branding is better. We've got a better website. We've got a better logo. And uh, it's made us better. But, but it was a, a costly venture that we could have done for less. But it was it was worth the try. Isn't that cool, Kevin, that something where and I, Joe and I were riding pretty close at that time and I just knew that was going to take off for him, but it's amazing how that experience has continued to impact his business. Absolutely. No, I usually always like those inflection moments that bring out the best, I think of, of all of us and our companies. I'll say like one of my other things that's like really helped me be successful and you've kind of already hit on it, but it is, uh, maybe it's not networking, but it's keeping an eye out for those special connections. And like, I'm not just saying this, but like, I feel like one of our big successes was finding Brian Castle. You know, like he's helped us with our social media, our blog writing, um, some of our marketing campaigns. And so I feel like it's, it's examples like that where we come across those special people and and I think when you're keeping your ears open in business, you're networking, you're reading, you're researching, and I don't know, maybe it just boils down to when you do business the right way and you live on principles, you're you're going to attract other people who do that same thing. And and when that happens, don't letting don't let those people get away from you. So like, you know, I met Brian through through James Forrest, our company attorney, and I feel like he's incredible. He's great at networking. He's got us connected with other people. So I think there's something to just keeping your ear out and finding the right people. You know, sometimes they just it happens organically. They just present themselves. But when that happens, you you jump on it and you and you try to get with the winners, maybe is the like a saying that goes along with that. Kevin, I think that's a value system that all three of us have in common. We're constantly connecting with people. And I know a lot of people who network, but they try to do it the wrong way. And I think I used to be that person where I would try to connect with you and then try to squeeze something out of you <laughs> as quick as I could. And now I just try to be organic and almost an extension of how I try to treat people you know, in my personal life, I don't, I'm not looking for an ulterior motive per se. I'm just looking to get to know somebody, see if they can provide value to me and however that's defined and vice versa, more importantly. And, you know, Joe, Kevin introduced me to somebody last month. I did one little thing with this guy. I feel like I've made a friend for the rest of my life. I hit it off with him so much. And he told us when we met each other, he goes, you guys are going to love each other. 
And, uh, you know, it's part of getting to do the journey with people you enjoy. I want to close out our conversation. Um, you know, you guys are both committed to building cultures and everybody does that a little bit differently. Some overlap. Um, so what is your secret to, um, you know, attracting, retaining the best employees you can in this business. And we've got five minutes of time, Joe. So we're going to close okay. on this topic. Attracting, I feel like I've maybe already shared that is just finding people who believe in your business. But I'd say retaining is, first of all, just treating people like human beings. Like I've been in so many workplaces where people just don't treat people very compassionately. And and just allowing people some more flexibility than you're comfortable with, I think. Um, so uh, one of the ways that we've we I feel like we've retained a lot of employees has been through the way we pay. We pay our our um, our house cleaners a commission based pay. So we used to pay by the hour, and it was a bit of a headache, um, you know, on both sides. Where uh, one crew might take. Uh, from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. to clean four houses. Another crew might finish it by 2.30 p.m. And and they're feeling like, hey, that's a little bit unfair that uh, someone else, like, you know, why is it taking them that long? Like, I'm cleaning the same number of houses and I'm getting less hours doing it. And uh, whereas on our end, we, we, we might have gotten a few calls where someone said, uh, hey, your employees pulled up in front of our house and they sat there for an hour before they came in the house and started cleaning. So we were kind of getting taken advantage of. And it turned out that it kind of worked both ways, where <clears throat> if we offered a, a commission based pay where they get a cut of each cleaning, not only do we not have to worry about being taken advantage of, but they don't have to worry about that either. I don't know. I, I speak Spanish and I think that's something that's really helped get my cleaning company going because many of our employees are Spanish speakers. And because of that, I've been able to connect with them, to be able to like meet them where they're at and make them feel like they're at home. And when they feel like they're part of the family, I think they want to be, they want to stay there that people like working somewhere where they're treated well and where they have fun. And, um, you know, we do the same thing. We, ha we have some incentives in place for, for we, we've used, utilized that in management where, you know, like, for example, Derek, I, you know, I treat him like he's an owner of the company. He, he's been with us for at least 10 years now. And uh, sometimes I want to just say, let's just call, let's just introduce him as an owner to, to, to the customers because he basically is like he's paid as though he's an owner. He's treated as though he's an owner. I truly value his input and I seek his input. So, you, you know, if I can't get him and Brenda on board with me on a decision, then I'm just not going to do it. So, Joe, Kevin's going to wrap us up with one more quick question for you, Kevin. Well, one thing I'm always curious is just to get to know people a little bit. So one last question. Tell us something about your childhood that influenced who you are today. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I was a little bit entrepreneurial back then when I was a kid. I, I, I made money however I could, you know, it was selling candy to the kids at school. I'd bring candy to seventh grade class and sell candy to kids at school. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know that I can connect something else to my childhood other than kind of the personal story I told at the beginning, which was like, I had a, a lot of personal issues growing up until I 
until I was about 23 years old where I had substance abuse problems. And some of that same passion that used to be put towards something negative is I think now put towards something positive. And it's introduced me to that process of changing myself from who I was back then has let, and I, well, hell, I was 23 years old. I was a kid. I was, that's kind of like, right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so it led me to, to the principles I believe in and, and, and the things that I do to stay clean today are the same principles that have helped me in business and helped me have the, the life I have today in general. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Kevin, Suzette. Um, I knew this would be an amazing journey, and it was. I'd like to thank our audience, most of all, uh, for joining us. We'll be back with more live episodes. You'll be able to check out this episode soon on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts as soon as we can get it uploaded. And uh, also check out our other episodes. We've got more great stuff to come. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Kevin. Signing off. See you guys. Take care, folks. Thank you.